0: And now, the B.C. Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is B.C. Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, We've got an interesting show today. I think I hope you find it interesting. Home for the Holidays is what we're calling it. And we're uh, contacting a number of people today to talk about their traditions, their Christmas traditions. Casey, we're going to start with John Bishop, as you know, who grew up in Wales. Uh, He's got some wonderful stories to tell He does.
2: People will really enjoy it. Yeah,
1: Tony Haller, who uh, had a, his family, his his parents were Austrian, so we're going to talk a bit about their traditions. Of course, he lives in the Okanagan. We'll talk about what's going on there with his uh, extended family, uh, and then Pent, uh, Pint, uh, who grew up all around France, she is going to tell us a really neat little story about uh, her Christmas tree and. Uh, uh, a special ornament that she has for her tree here now in the Okanagan and what she plans to do over the holidays. And then we're going to wrap it up with uh, some inside looks at Casey Wilson's Christmases past in the city of?
2: Winnipeg. Winnipeg,
1: where it was always cold.
2: And Tony, I love your stories too, so we'll have to talk about Hamilton and the family.
1: Yep and uh, uh, ice skating, and uh, we had a rink in the backyard, so I'm going to ask you if you had oh, one in your backyard. Oh, you did? Uh, oh, I always comes wanted down.
2: one.
1: Always kind of fun. All that and more, folks, coming up on today's show, it's home for the holidays on the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network, and whether you're uh, on the Kettle Valley Steam Railway Trail for a walk or you're over at Giant's Head Mountain Park in Summerland, you can listen to the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network on Easy Rock 98.5. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented
0: in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
3: This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey turkeyside, Savon Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoodscom wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration.
4: The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more.
5: It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food and Wine Radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Kismondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com
6: it's that time of year again culmina family estate winery sends you greetings for a happy and hearty merry christmas thanks to everyone for their support this past year with a wish for a safe and happy holiday the winery will be closed from december 21st through january 4th so please visit culmina.ca to place any orders online during that time the culmina team look forward to welcoming everyone back after the holidays all the best from culmina family estate winery
0: now back to B.C. Food & Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
7: Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. No
4: Welcome back to the
1: B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network. <clears throat> I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: And there is no place like home uh, for the holidays. There's always something very comforting about it. Uh, I think we all feel it and know it, uh, and we all look forward to it, especially this year. Uh, our next guest uh, knows a lot about Christmas. John Bishop, of course, a famous Vancouver restaurateur, joins us. John, uh, your hometown was in uh, Newton.
7: Is it Newtown, Newtown Wales, yes. or Newton? I in, uh, Newtown, it used yeah. In Montgomery, sure.
1: <laughs> Montgomeryshire, the well-known uh, town of Montgomeryshire. Well, John, uh, let's start there. Was it a is it a completely different Was it a completely different Christmas than what we might know today in uh, this world?
7: Oh yes, this was pre-cell phone, pre-internet. Um, very few people had cars; that was a luxury. Uh, I remember a, an image that uh, the fathers in the family would take the turkey on Christmas morning down to a local bakery to be baked. And, of course, while it was being baked, they were, guess where, in the local pub. Um, the other the other story I, 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 I remember is my grandfather arrived to stay with us for Christmas, and he showed up with a small, tiny suitcase that he placed on the dining room table, and my sister and my brother and I gathered around expecting, I suppose, some Christmas gifts. He opened it up, and there was a duck with the feathers on, the neck attached, and uh, a change of oh colors that men had in those days, a, a razor, and some... Um, So that was it, and we looked in amazement and went, "Oh, so this is Christmas? You know, this is it." Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was. And you
1: decided to you you saw that duck and said, "I want to go in the restaurant business."
7: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, duck happens to be one of my favorite things to cook. But um, yeah, that was that memory. And then, of course, it was a special, very special time for us as kids because uh, we believed firmly in Santa Claus and. Uh, we would go to bed early as instructed and then wake in the morning as early as we could and there would be a pillowcase stuffed with, not stuffed, but certainly had things like tangerine oranges and some sweets that we never, didn't normally have. There were dates as well and it was an opportunity to to have new clothing so we would have something like denim overalls, some socks, some shirts. So it was all and a Christmas tree. Of course, we had a Christmas tree that my mother actually put Real candles on. How
2: oh, well, oh. oh my God! <laughs> oh, that's yeah. incredible.
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I, Did you go out? Did you go out and get the tree, or how did that work? Uh, yes, we would go out. And it was a tiny. It wasn't, it wasn't a great big tree like you see today. We had just a little tiny tree that we would go and buy in the town. And um, yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a magical, a magical time, really, and still is. I mean, d- different now. Did you do
2: anything on Christmas Eve?
7: Christmas Eve? Um, No, Christmas Eve was staying at home, getting ready for whatever treats there were. We had a fire, of course. And um, New Year's Eve was maybe more symbolic because in Wales they're superstitious. In order to go out on New Year's Day, the house had to have... Uh, a tall, dark stranger crossed your doorway. Yes, uh, Before you could that. go out, it was called first footing. Right. I remember that distinctly. Wow. And the man, the, the, the one of the relatives that we that we had that had dark hair was very, very busy that <laughs> night. And uh, of course, it always <laughs> came with first footing. Came with a glass of scotch or port or something, something that way.
2: He brought it yeah. with him.
7: <laughs> no, no, we would. That oh, you would you, would, you would give little, it give to that. him. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So
2: you wanted to be first yeah. on the route, I'm
7: sure. Yes, that's right. That's right. And some of the beverages, Tony, uh, in, in, in Britain, anyway, in, in Wales certainly, um, wine wasn't really um, on the menu at all. It yeah. would be more likely uh, a ruby port or a sherry for mum, yep. brandy maybe, uh, not cognac, just a brandy. Uh, and beer, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the
1: uh, port and sherry would be—they'd be the perfect thing for those kind of evenings. I don't imagine it was that warm there at that time of the year. So. No,
7: no, no, no. Uh, of course, Christmas cake was a big item too. Whether you made it yourself. Yeah. Usually, it was made at home yes. and uh, soaked in some sort of alcohol as well. In fact, oh, this yeah. year I I bought some Christmas cake uh, as gifts uh, that was made by Uprising Breads on uh, Venables. Yeah. Really nice, rich fruit
2: cake. Yeah, that's a great tip. Actually, I remember actually.
1: my my mum comes from a large family, and I just remember all my uncles always uh, after their mother passed away, my grandmother, they were always making Christmas cake at home, and there was always a big battle about what booze went in it, and you know oh, yes. how moist it was, and then it would be <laughs> all tasted at a family party, and this went on and on for years, and I, I didn't even like Christmas cake, so I, no, I always no. thought uh, it was uh, a weird I, I, I like weird it. tradition, uh, but hmm
7: Yeah. And they they had a Did tradition you bring too, where they would um, put silver thropney bits into the cake itself. And you, oh, it yeah. would be I mean, I think of it now, but yeah, tradition was <laughs> that you would put uh, a silver thropney bit, silver coin, yeah. in in the cake itself. Yeah. Yep.
2: Were they wrapped?
7: Were the cakes wrapped? No, no
2: the coins. No, the coins. Oh no. no, no. They were just. No, oh, they just
1: tossed geez. them in. It was tossed it was pretty dangerous, randomly. actually.
7: Yeah.
2: I'll say. I mean, yeah. people
7: new to expect it but uh yeah. we're speaking with uh
1: john bishop of course uh owner of bishop's restaurant in vancouver talking about christmas at home uh did did you bring anything with you to your home in canada john that you still you, some tradition that still goes on in the bishop household oh, or?
7: um well we generally as a family stick to the tradition of um of turkey uh with dressing yeah. and um but otherwise, uh, no, not really. Uh, and I, occasionally, I've done the uh, Casey. You'll forgive me for this, but I've done the unforgivable. I've there's been one Christmas where we didn't have turkey. We had uh, Dungeness crab instead, whole crab.
2: Wow, that sounds good to me.
7: <laughs> but it was it wasn't quite the same. I have to say. <laughs> no,
2: no. So, did you have turkey when you were in Wales? Uh,
7: families that could afford it would have turkey. Otherwise, it would be it could be roast pork. It could be a nice chicken. Like a capon, yes. Um, Turkey was a luxury, really, but but that's what people tried Mm. to have. Yeah, yeah.
2: I met your mother. She was wonderful, John, and I love the story about how you got into food or how you became a chef. Was some advice from your mother?
7: Yes, it was. Well, I was as a young as a lot of young people. uh, At about fourteen, I was living in a small town in Wales, and I wanted to get out of town because there didn't seem to be. Any future there, and uh, so my mum said to me, "Well, what do you want to do when you leave school?" And I said, "Well, I'd like to join the army." And she said, "Oh no, 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 no! Uh, your grandfather was in the navy. Your uncle was in the army, and two of your uncles were lost in the war. And why don't you? Um, there's a cooking school here in in, in North Wales." I said, "Mum, I'm trying to leave school. I don't want to go back to school." Um, but she said, no, let's go and see Mr. Omani, who was the principal at the cooking school in Flandidno. And, um, I was 14 and you had to be 16 to go to the school. So, um, he accepted me in the school. And uh, meanwhile, I had to go work in a hotel, washing dishes, delivering newspapers, etc. And when I was 16, that's where I went. And as soon as I got into the school and picked up a knife and was taught a few basics, uh, it just grabbed me, and it has. It does to this day. And she said, you'll never go hungry. That's right. She said, um, you'll always be in the warm, and you'll always have something to eat. And has that <laughs> ever been that. true? Yes.
1: <laughs> John, we we got a couple minutes left. What about this year? What What's going to be on the table in the Bishop household? What will you cook for Christmas oh, dinner, and uh, well, maybe, um, which special the, the wine would you have? Us have home, with? So
7: really, there's just the two of us. and But I'm anticipating that, uh, this trend of doing takeout might be on the menu. So some takeout uh-huh. containers with turkey dinner uh, could very well be the, the menu. Yep. Yeah.
1: And a favorite wine or two? Or do you plan that a favorite out? favorite wine?
7: Well, it's an opportunity. I love, you know, turkey is rich. And so I generally gravitate to something like an Italian uh, Amarone or something like that. You know, very rich, full-bodied. Nice. Um, lots of flavor, yeah.
2: And you'll pick up some Christmas
7: cake at Uprising Breads for dessert. I've got, some, yeah, I bought some already. Um, little, little tiny round ones. I bought them at Whole Foods. Yeah.
2: Great. Well, we wish you and Teresa a Merry Christmas. Thank you, and
7: Merry Christmas to you both.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Take thanks, care, Thanks, John,
1: and thanks for sharing uh, some of your traditions. Great to chat oh. with you. We'll talk to you in the New Year. Thank you, Tony. That's uh, you're welcome. John Bishop uh, from Bishop Restaurant. Still open for a few days through the holidays at the end of the year. If you want to have your last meal, uh, you should check them out. Hey, from the uh, Capilano Suspension Bridge to the Pier in White Rock, Vancouver's listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network on BNN Bloomberg 1410. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Christmas stories.
0: There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
5: Ring out the old and ring in the new with help from the restaurant at Watermark. They're offering up a New Year's Eve four-course dinner menu that will get 2021 started off in a delicious way. Featuring super salad, appetizer, entree, and dessert, all for just $59 per person. Tax and gratuity not included. Plus, for your convenience and safety, this glorious feast will be available for dine-in or take-out. Reservations are required. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details.
0: Barb Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery.
4: At Poplar Grove, we have a deep respect for the endless potential of our land in the Okanagan. To reach that potential, we know it takes foresight, courage, and the ability to laugh with nature rather than to fight it. It takes a team who embraces this journey to make truly inspired wines. I'm Barb Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery, inviting you to join us. Become a member of our wine club at poplargrove.ca.
0: Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores.
8: The Modest Butcher restaurant at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for the joy and confusion that this upside-down holiday season is sure to bring. They've got your takeout covered for every occasion with a brand-new menu featuring your favorite modest dishes from 2020. They've even added some brand-new items designed for the nights when you just want to stuff your face with pizza and wings. For all you need to know on ordering, check out ModestButcher.com.
4: Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of REMAX Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean
3: Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
5: around the Christmas tree at the Christmas
1: Party Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, we've been talking about, or we, we just talked to John Bishop about his uh, remembrances of Christmas past. Our next guest, Tony Haller, is the President and CEO at Poplar Grove. Tony, your parents were from Austria, so did you grow up in a, a very European-style Christmas?
9: Yeah, absolutely classical European-style Christmas. You know, Christmas <laughs> Eve was the... Big event, right? You know, with the midnight uh, uh-huh. going to church at midnight and having a big, big dinner and celebration and opening presents on Christmas Eve, and then of course Christmas Day was more tame with going to church and those sorts of things. But um, yeah, you know, big big Catholic family, so eight kids, uh, and uh, probably wow. the most exciting part of Christmas was about two weeks before Christmas all the kids and my dad would go out and find a Christmas tree. And it would always be the most unbelievably contentious, uh, you know, (laughs) few hours. Not everybody didn't like the same tree. So So do you chop the tree down? (laughs) Yeah, we chop the tree down. But my dad would get so frustrated, he'd just pick one eventually because none of us could ever (laughs) agree on the tree. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, too tall, too short, too green, too dark, too many spaces. Oh, yeah, I love it.
9: Was that oh,
2: in Summerland, Tony?
9: That was in Summerland. And the other, the other thing that I always will remember is w- my parents, uh, being Austrian, did the uh, traditional lighting of the Christmas tree, which was candles. Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, no one would ever I do can't. that today. No, they
2: wouldn't. burned down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the
2: whole tree was covered in
1: candles
2: that were lit <laughs> that must have been beautiful oh it was
9: unbelievable and can you imagine as a kid looking at a great big 12 foot high tree just lit up with candles oh. burning i'll never forget it no it
2: sounds fabulous <laughs>
1: <laughs> but don't copy it whatever you do <laughs> no holy
2: smokes, that holy smokes
1: that's uh, unbelievable
2: in my condominium, you can't even bring in a, a tree, fresh tree. Yeah, that's yeah. how much oh. things have changed. <laughs> and they said they're worried about fires. I, I still can't, you know, figure that one out.
1: Well, when yeah, you so- one of the great things, one of the great things about being a little kid at at that time of year was was that one gift, the one that you really wanted or you were hoping for. And uh, did that did that work out for you at least in one of those years?
9: Oh, yeah. You know, I I, you know, depending on what age you are, there are different gifts that you wanted. And uh, I can't remember if I was eight or nine years old, maybe a little younger. I wanted a bicycle for Christmas because and 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 I got this beautiful bicycle that was my dad didn't want to buy a whole number of bicycles for me. It was uh, it was a big brand new bicycle. But I had a start by uh, riding it uh, between the bar, right? So,
2: Right. <laughs>
9: uh, yeah, my legs weren't <laughs> long enough, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember the exhilaration of having a bicycle. It was like freedom. Yes. So I'll, I'll, freedom. That's yeah. one Christmas I remember. How old were you? I think I was, you know, I might have been a little younger, but I'm thinking
2: somewhere seven, eight in that ring. Yeah, that's young.
9: Yeah, but it was so funny because the bike was way too big for me, right?
2: <laughs> so we're, yeah. so were you the so, oldest child? Second oldest. Second oldest. So, And the bike got passed down? Distance. Sorry? Did the bike get passed down? Oh, yeah. The bike was used by every one of the kids, basically. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, we've Go been ahead. wondering about... We've been, we've been wondering about Christmas dinner. We've been asking people what they have. I mean, you know, of course, turkey is the standard. Was that the, did the Austrians do turkey or was it yeah, different?
9: Turkey, turkey was very much the standard. Now, in Austria, it's very different because sometimes, you know, sometimes it's pork in terms of ham yep. and things like that. But uh, ours was very much turkey uh, and, uh, you know, a very traditional, almost English uh, meal, right? So there'd be turkey with stuffing, there'd be mashed potatoes, there, um, there would be you know mounds of gravy, cranberries, all sorts of vegetables like yams and that sort of thing. And Barb yeah. and I have kind of kept that tradition up in our family because that's the traditional uh, Christmas Day dinner in our family.
2: Yes. And d- did you have uh, stockings, Christmas stockings, when you grew up?
9: Yeah, we had Christmas stockings, and 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 basically they were filled with with different like things that were really special, like oranges. Right? When I grew up in the '60s, believe it or not, oranges were super special. And so my mom would yeah. go out and, and buy things that we just wouldn't normally eat, and and they they'd all go into the stockings.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a magical time of the year, uh, but, but things have changed dramatically. I'm wondering what 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 are some of the favorite things people do today in your area in the Okanagan at uh, Christmas time or traditions? Are there things that happen in the in the community?
9: Well, you know, usually, I mean, this is a weird year, of course, with COVID nineteen. So things that normally would happen. Aren't going to happen like Christmas parade, yeah. that sort of thing. But you know, here in the Okanagan, you know, Christmas is very much about outdoors activities. You know, hiking in the mountains, snowshoeing, skiing, tobogganing. When we we're kids, I remember over the Christmas holidays we'd find slopes on the mountains and just toboggan down them. They weren't formal; we we made them up, right? Yes. And, and so, yep. I think I, I think that's pretty much um, the same now. Um, and again. You know, it's very much a family affair. And this year, for sure, it's going to be completely a family affair because of all the
2: restrictions. Yeah. yeah. What about that the wines be... on your Christmas table this year? Uh, well, the wines, we, we really go all out at Christmas on
9: Christmas Day. So we will literally um, do what we call a tour of the world. So we will start with the Okanagan. and We usually will have Legacy, and we uh, and 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 we'll pick uh, uh, wines from another winery that we know well, that we like the wines. But then we'll go to France, Italy, Napa, you know, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and we'll just go and 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 everybody will have small glasses of, of wine from all over the world.
2: That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, you know, hear that. I think,
9: you know, I have a pretty good-sized cellar, and I do think for my children's sake, my children, my young
3: men's
9: sake, they need to be drinking these fantastic wines from all over the world because that's our competition. Our neighbors aren't our competition. Right. Our competition comes from outside of Canada. And so I've, my, my sons have very good palates, and in part they have good palates because since they were way before they were allowed to drink, they were drinking very nice wines from around the world.
2: <laughs> and how yeah. old were you when you had your first drink, Tony? Oh, God. Uh-oh. You don't want to know. It's uh, uh, probably <laughs> two or three.
9: <laughs> no, seriously. We used, to, we used to sip out of my dad's wine glass all the time. And, and, and uh, the, the one, I think I told you this, Casey, but the one thing I remember is my dad, who was a really hardworking guy because he was a farmer he would get into his easy chair and start reading the paper and he'd have a glass of wine. And this is when, when uh, I had, before the whole family was built out, I had my three sisters and myself and we'd kind of, play around we'd sit on his knee and he'd fall asleep literally within i'd say 10 15 minutes because it was in front of the fire and he'd have it leaned back and so then my sisters and i and we were really little would drink that wine and, and i'm sure my dad was drinking
6: <laughs>
9: that's and, a and fantastic you know,
1: story it, it
9: is you know it's so funny but uh, i i'm a big believer in 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 making alcohol not special to kids that it's part of eating it's part of you know it's part of the family life you don't overuse it you but but you you have it all the time and you know my kids had wine all the time and none of them have alcohol problems and uh even now my grandkids they they will want to always have a little sip of wine and they're like one and a half That's great. We're very judicious on that drop of wine they get, but.
2: Yes.
1: Well, I'm guessing you can fall asleep in front of the fire as good as anybody, so maybe they'll have a chance. (laughs) Maybe they'll have a chance. So, So, Tony,
2: one last question. Uh, What are you doing for New Year's, or what do you do for New Year's? Usually, again, it's a very family-oriented night,
9: uh, and um, we usually have a lot of friends who come over. This year, it, it'll, it'll have to be different. You know, both for Christmas and New Year's, we find that we have, uh, you know, close family friends who, who come over and, uh, and, and celebrate with us, and this year will be a little bit different because it's going to be, you know, very much family um, so, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's going to be,
2: it, it will be different this year. Yes, but you've got how many grandchildren? Five? I've got five grandsons, four sons, three <laughs> daughter-in-laws.
9: So, you know, it, it, it's it, already it, a party. It, it, it's already a good party. And, and, uh, and you know, because because we, we're fortunate in Penticton because, um, you know, we're relatively COVID-free here. And uh, and so and working on the farm, you're pretty well self isolating yourself, anyways.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Tony,
1: uh, great to catch up with you. We want to extend our uh, best wishes for the holidays to you and all your family uh, and friends. And uh, we can't wait uh, for this year. Uh, we can't wait for Christmas, but we can wait for the year. We wanted to go by quickly and maybe get back to something at least near normal in 2021. Wouldn't that be great?
9: absolutely and really a very merry christmas to you as well and all the best in the new year we're getting a vaccine it's clear and uh, that's going to be a big help in getting us back to a more normal life
2: it is thank you okay tony
1: thanks so much hey have a great christmas say hello uh, to the gang for us i will i will tony holler Tony Holler, he's the president and CEO of Poplar Grove. Uh, it will be family Christmas, Casey. I think we all know that. And you know what? Uh, Christmas is about family. So I think it uh, it could be one of the best ever if yes, we uh, get agree. it right that way. Uh, okay, folks, we got to take a quick break. So if you're listening in Butchart Gardens or in the Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island, thanks so much. Uh, you'll probably be listening on CFAX 10.0. 70, and we're happy to have you uh, on the show today with us. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come.
0: This is the V Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of
3: British Columbia at Save-On Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey turkeyside, Savon Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoodscom wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. The bear, the fish, the root, and the berry at Spirit Ridge is offering up some good times. Like afternoon happy hours, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m., with special pricing on platters for two and local wines and draft. Brunch, anyone? enjoyed every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 3.30. You can even take the good times home with family meals for four prepared weekly to go, from a complete turkey dinner to lasagna and roast beef dishes. For details including reservations and menus, visit bearfishrootberry.com.
4: GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points.
0: With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000 plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more.
4: Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label.
0: Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos.
4: If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com.
0: Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giz. Monday on Wine.
4: The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
1: Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, we've been talking about being home for the holidays. Our next guest is Severin Pinch. She's the winemaker and viticulturalist at La Vieux Pen Winery and La Stella uh, Wineries in the South Okanagan, but she grew up in France. In fact, she lived all over France in a young in her younger days. Seb, how are you today?
10: Uh, I'm awesome. Very good. Thank you.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to start with uh, maybe if you can tell us a little bit about how your uh, early Christmases went. Like, will you be getting a Christmas tree this year? Was that part of your your uh, tradition in France?
10: Yes, I think the Christmas tree is the uh, the start of everything. Uh, just getting into the spirits. And, then, um, and I remember this is one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid, to just unfold that box that's been away for a year and then just look at the... The ornaments and then the, we had the, the sort of fluffy things to put in the tree and then maybe if we get lucky we got lucky we can buy another ornaments every year so i think i, I kept yeah. that tradition
2: good that's mm-hmm. a great tradition to do have.
1: you have any do, do you have any of those ornaments uh, one or two of them now to put on your tree or what happened to them
10: yeah I, 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 when I moved, I uh, packed one in my, uh, in my suitcase, and then uh, every year for the last 10 years, it's, it's been on a tree, so
2: it's there. There's a little bit of ranch in Los you know, Soyuz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you come oh, across any yeah. new traditions in Canada, Seb, since you've been here? Well, it's funny. In France, at least in my family, we used
10: to um, to do the big celebration on uh, Christmas Eve, and then have, we used to have a cocktail, and then um, and then uh, Santa would come, and then uh, because they had to go all over the, the world, so it would come earlier, and then we would open presents, and and then Christmas morning we're just um, playing with our toys, and, and then here it's the it's like you go for a dinner Christmas Eve, but then the big thing is on Christmas Day. So I've switched to that tradition, and it's more like a, a about the brunch and about the, the kids waking up and then opening presents. And so that's that's a new tradition I guess I embraced, embraced when I came to Canada.
2: And when it came to the Christmas dinner in France, did you did you have turkey? So we if we not. Turkey is not the big
10: thing. Uh, so on Christmas Eve, we, a traditional Christmas dinner would have been to have the uh, uh, some foie gras um, to start, uh, maybe some oysters. And then uh, a lot of the times my mom would cook uh, some, a duck with some apples and, uh, around it and, and some little uh, potatoes um so it's on a cast iron pan, so and then the piche, the, it's like a, a kind of a log, it's a pastry, like a cake, and that's the best.
7: The so, Buche de yeah. Noël? That's what we used to have. <laughs> Buche de Noël, yes. Yes, yeah,
10: we love it.
2: And um, actually, there's a um, wonderful ice cream shop in Vancouver that makes it, and I pick one up every year. Thanks. What what Ooh. wines did you have with, or or what wines will you have with your Christmas meal?
10: Well, uh, back in France, it was just like when we have that foie gras, we would have some sauterne, and, and um, it would depend on uh, what kind of wine we would have in the cellar at the time. And then I think in Canada, I kind of kept that tradition. It's what we have in the cellar that's going to be uh, drinkable at this time. And uh, a lot of the time, we'll have different like we have um an aperitif wine and then we'll have a wine for the first course and then for the second course so maybe this year i'm going to have a cuviviolette violette and um yeah probably some bubbles from uh maybe blue mountain i really like their 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 wine so probably that for maybe dessert like to, to go with dessert this year that's uh huh. that's the plan
1: Seb, do you remember uh yeah. We're speaking with Severin Pinch. She's the winemaker and viticulturist at uh, Le Vieux Pan and La Stella Wineries in the South Okadong. And uh, is there a gift you remember from your childhood that uh, was fantastic or that you have fond memories of that you received uh, during uh, the Christmas holidays?
10: It's going to make you laugh, but I remember receiving one year uh, this um this toy and it was like an uh, ex- excavator and it was from the the Playmobil uh, <laughs> and I love my little excavator yeah. and I with it. I don't know what it means or what it says, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and you have yeah, you have two uh, children, yeah. uh, Seb, <laughs> a uh, so son fifteen and a daughter twelve. What's your most favorite yeah. part of Christmas with them? You know what? It's there's two. There's the the building of the Christmas tree that we do together,
10: and then and then getting up to that, and then preparing everything, and then the, my favorite thing is on the the Christmas morning when they uh, unfold their stockings, and then they because they, it's the one thing that they absolutely have no idea what's in it, and uh, it's a little nicks and knacks that you you can stuff in there, and then and then they they just their anxious look, and then finally the big smile, or just like their interrogation look that they have in their head, and just say, why did you put that in my stocking? What are you thinking about? <laughs> so yeah, that's that. I love that the little excitement of surprise. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's uh well, it's been a tough year for uh, all of us. We've been chatting about that with many people, uh, but we're all sort of looking forward to. Uh, to next year, there'll always be another year. But this is going to be a year for family, so it'd be you, it'd be good to just be hunkered down with our families at Christmas time and New Year's, and uh, maybe take a break for. Will you, Will you be able to take a break for a week or two from uh, your duties, or do you do you have to be in the winery over this time?
10: well we we'll, we'll take a break we'll uh we'll celebrate with uh, um, i think it to be with my my two kids and celebrate and then, uh maybe um, if we can socially uh, gather a little bit more we'll probably a few good friends that are also uh orphan from their countries and um and then uh but we'll we'll stay around so we'll always keep an eye on the on the wineries and then if there is uh Somebody that wants to come in and buy wine will be there, and then um, accommodate that. So we'll we'll be around. We're off, but we'll we're always there. It's like our little babies; You yeah. can never never abandon that. <laughs> what, will yeah, you
2: never abandon what will be your first My thing first... to do? What uh, will be your first thing to do when the restrictions are relaxed?
10: You know what? Uh, for me, the, uh, the friend friend gathering around a, very, uh, a dinner and in some good wine and because i miss that i miss this is part of my culture and in just exchanging and i have that human contact it's it's going to be the first thing i do
2: and i'll bet you'll make but your your yeah. coquille saint jacques i saw the recipe in um, <laughs> the bc wine lovers cookbook and i was very impressed it's one of my favorite dishes
10: yeah it's I'm looking forward to, uh, it's actually uh, one of the dishes that my grandmother would, uh, would do at Christmas, uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, so I might do that this year, actually. Sounds good. good.
1: So, Bryn, uh Merry Christmas from all of us here at the show uh, to you and your family. And uh, we can't wait to catch up in the new year uh, and uh, maybe have some coquille Saint-Jacques and a glass of wine and a nice chat about uh, the future.
10: Yeah, sounds good. Merry Christmas to you, you, too. And then Merry Christmas to all our uh, friends of the winery we are listening. And then uh, there'll be better days. There'll be better days where we can all come together again there and will. cheer. So, yes. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yes. Okay,
1: thanks so much. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Severin, that's Severin Prince. She's the winemaker at uh, Le Vieux Pen and La Stella. We have to take a quick break, but Casey and I will be back to talk about our Christmases in uh, Hamilton and Winnipeg. We'll take a short break and be right back. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is
0: the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British
9: Columbia at Save-On Foods. You know, I'm a wine drinker. Let's be completely honest. That's what drives that passion. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. Between our, our three properties, I have about a 5,000-bottle wine cellar. So I have wines from all over the world, and I drink wines from all over the world. I do have a lot of friends.
0: (laughs) Experience the passion. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca
6: and look for Poplar Grove at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. It's that time of year again. Culmina family estate winery, sends you greetings for a happy and hearty Merry Christmas. Thanks to everyone for their support this past year, with a wish for a safe and happy holiday. The winery will be closed from December 21st through January 4th, so please visit culmina.ca to place any orders online during that time. The Culmina team look forward to welcoming everyone back after the holidays. All the best from Culmina Family Estate Winery.
5: Ring out the old and ring in the new with help from the restaurant at Watermark. They're offering up a New Year's Eve four-course dinner menu that will get 2021 started off in a delicious way. Featuring super salad, appetizer, entree, and dessert, all for just $59 per person. Tax and gratuity not included. Plus, for your convenience and safety, this glorious feast will be available for dine-in or take-out. Reservations are required. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details. We'll be right back. The cat sat on the It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food & Wine Radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson.
7: Although it's been said many
0: times, many ways, Merry Christmas.
2: Welcome to back
1: to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: We are uh, we're having a lot of fun today talking about uh, Home for the Holidays with folks, and we thought we'd uh, end the show... Uh, with Casey and I talking a bit about our Christmases past, I'm told everybody wants to know more about us. I can't believe that, Casey. I can't but either. There you go. And Tony, you know. <laughs> Who would want to know?
2: I grew up in Winnipeg. You grew up in Hamilton. It was always the football teams, right? Huge competition. Yep. And um, I'm curious about your Christmas in Hamilton, what you did, and, and uh, I know you're, you know, you're, uh parents were from big families. So what do you remember about Christmas?
1: Well it was always better when we beat the blue bombers in November. I know. (laughs) We'd have a great
2: Christmas.
1: (laughs) Uh well we had a you know it was a very traditional Christmas. I grew up in a Catholic family and uh I I remember uh I I remember counting the years until we could go to midnight mass because I hated to get up on Christmas morning and go to church. (laughs) Oh, so uh, you so weren't allowed to so. go to uh, Christmas well,
2: Mass? Not when
1: I was a little kid. You uh-huh. know, I'd have to. They, they, everybody else would go out and whatever. And uh, so it wasn't until I was a bit older that I went to midnight mass. And then uh, uh, midnight mass was kind of fun. But we didn't. Uh, unlike Tony Haller, I don't think we we didn't have uh, dinner and all that afterwards. We had some, you know, tea and cakes and. Yes. Maybe some sherry or something was being passed around, but we didn't stay up all night, but we did get up very early, as I recall most Christmases. My brother and I I have a sister, but she was born quite, she was born like 16 years late, so she she wasn't uh, around when we were little kids uh, on Christmas morning, but it was always fun, and my mother, and she did a great job. She... She decorated the tree the house everything made the dinner you know
2: traditional a turkey very dinner
1: classic Christmas yeah always traditional with uh, mashed potatoes gravy beets the whole nine yards uh, lots of vegetables and uh, uh, you know her favorite which was creamed onions which we I could never eat but, uh, <laughs> anyway it was the way it was did you but did <laughs> How about you, you? you
2: did you have a jellied salad?
1: Uh, we didn't, and thank God we didn't because that was oh, another thing I, I didn't really like we always now, had we always one. had uh, I think I mentioned earlier we had Christmas cake she always made a uh, three three is I don't know if it was three tiered it was three sizes
2: yes three cake, sizes you know? yeah the tins yeah, are three different and, sizes yeah
1: uh, we never put money in ours cuz she thought we'd all uh, swallow it and die but my uncle's always put money in there so we were always on the lookout for that they'd bring some over but uh, yeah it was it was good and then we had something called hard sauce with it which
2: Oh yes was, I
1: love it you know, <laughs> It was kind of weird but it was always great we had you know wonderful christmas mornings uh, usually snowed a lot in hamilton Uh, so maybe 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 years, there would be fresh snow on the ground. That was always exciting for us as little kids.
2: And favorite gift?
1: Well, it sort of progressed, you know, as we got older. But I I think, you know, uh, I did get a bicycle when I was quite young. I remember it vividly. It was a green J.C. Higgins bicycle, and uh, I rode that thing about 10 million miles, uh, just as we heard earlier, just getting... Getting off the street on a bike was like freedom. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, ice skates, we we played hockey all the time. So we always got to, if we didn't get new skates every year, it might have been every other year. Uh, and then we would immediately put them on. Uh, at home and then walk uh, maybe a mile across the fields in the snow with our skates on to get to the ice rink the outdoor ice rink that was flooded by the fire department then we would play hockey all day long on uh, Christmas or on boxing day we would be there like 10 12 hours until the skates were completely dull it was uh, it was a, it was a tradition
2: wow well, I know that was a big... How about you? Well, that the gift that I loved or that we loved, I had a twin sister, have a twin sister, and we would have, uh, we would get figure skates, and I always wanted my dad to make a rink in our backyard, and, you know, it never did happen, but, uh, you know, some of the neighbors had one, and we'd be over there as soon as we could. It was so much fun, and so cold in Winnipeg back then, you know, compared to now. Yep. But I always remember yeah. the tr- our tree, I don't know, we always, the trees, it was. It seemed difficult to get a good tree in Winnipeg because by the time we got out, we never put our tree up till about three days before Christmas and there wasn't that much left and then a lot of them were frozen so you'd buy them and they'd have to thaw out so you, yep. you were never sure what you were getting. But uh, <laughs> it was fun and my mother's a was a fantastic cook so we always had goodies when we were uh, you know the shortbread would come out like things were my mother would would bake but those things were put away for three or four weeks and we never really touched them we never went near them but when it came time to put the tree up you know she'd bring them out then and that was fun and my yeah. dad I don't think I've ever told you my dad worked for brights wines One of his jobs when we were pretty young so christmas for about three years meant uh, putting all the boxes together the cardboard cardboard boxes that he would be giving away gifts his trunk would be full of gifts to take around i guess to the hotels and you know whoever was yeah was um selling wine back then so you know that was kind of a memory but and of course we My twin sister, Karen, and I uh, always opened our presents at exactly the same time because we always got the same gift, you know, so we had to wait so that... my
1: brother and I did that too. Did you? Yeah, which was kind
2: of... Yeah, well, you know,
1: if he got the sweater, well, let's open it together just in case, you know. I just was, uh, I want to get back to cookies just for a minute. You know, we had a freezer in the basement and that's where all the cookies were hidden, like buried and... I don't know what age it was when my brother and I figured out that that's where all the cookies were. Like, they were being made, as you were saying, and then they disappeared. Right. And then we found them in the freezer. And they would be in freezer bags. And so we'd be down there opening the bag, taking one out of each, thinking nobody would notice. But we'd be taking one out of each every day. <laughs> uh, you know, so by the time my mother brought out these bags, she'd go, geez, I thought I made more cookies than that. You know? and, uh, <laughs> anyway, she probably knew what was going on, never said anything about it. But we always were excited about the. We had so many different kinds of cookies. Uh, I still, my favorite, I call them Belgium cookies. They're these little round, uh, uh, cookies with, uh, with jam in the middle. Oh, yes. They're quite simple with, a, with, uh, a, a candied fruit cut on the top, you know, a little piece of candied fruit stuck on a white, uh, glazing. They're fantastic. Anyway, I, I love those. We still make them sometimes here. Sheila makes them. So it's kind of fun to have them as a great memory.
2: Does your mother still make them?
1: Uh, She doesn't bake anymore. My mother's 92 now. So she's, you know, just uh, hanging in there. She still lives alone. And she's uh, it's been really a tough year with COVID. But uh, yeah, she's she has so many great memories of uh, the holidays. I'm sure that she misses all her kids.
2: I'll bet. Tony, what wine did the family drink?
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. Uh, My my father used to make wine with his, my father came from an Italian family, uh, an Italian immigrant family, and so they, uh, uh, they used to make wine in the basement uh, at one of my uncle's homes. Uh, I'll never forget the smell of that wine. A little bit. (laughs) But uh, they seemed to love it. And uh, so he always had a little glass of that, but he wasn't really a big, uh, big drinker of anything that much. We we did not have a wine culture in no. our house uh, when I was growing up. Just uh, the odd glass.
2: And how many people would be at your uh, Christmas dinner? Uh, it was usually
1: just our family but then immediately after dinner or all day before dinner we would have uh, most of our aunts and uncles would just be touring around so I had, mine you know my mom had, there was eight of them And there was five on my father's side. So there was like 13, you know, families that would be touring around all these days. So the house was always full of people. And, uh, you know, the the Irish or the Scottish uh, part of the family would come in the house and party all, you know, like crazy. And, and uh, the Italians would come and they would just come inside the door. They'd never take off their coats. Is They'd sort of right? st- <laughs> lean against the wall, <laughs> mm. have a drink, uh, talk about seven words and then leave, you know. It was a really different uh, vibe between the two families.
2: Yes, interesting. But it was, uh,
1: you know, it's the way it was. It was fun. And you did you uh, did you have any you, like you have some Icelandic background? Were there any any things there that ended up at Christmas?
2: Yes, vina tarda which is a tradition. The, yes, the seven-layer uh, cake made with prunes sounds terrible, but it's absolutely delicious and a wonderful almond icing. So we always had that. And but my dad's uh, mother was Irish, so we had all the Irish relatives. Um, great, you know, great aunts and uncles over for Christmas dinner. So that was really a hoot. And as you know, my dad was a comedian, so it was just fun all the time. My parents were, you know, very hospitable and, you know, people mm. always drop by. So I I, I still love Christmas. I mean, <laughs> I just think it's a wonderful time of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what was great, you know, when we think back about it, we never wanted for anything in our family, but we never had any money at all. You know? Yes. We lived a very simple life and uh we thought we were living like kings and we were uh and it, it was it was a fun time it was a very simple time uh i know that sounds like a bit of a cliche but it was life was a lot less complicated it sh- than it is today it sure was but you know what <clears throat> there's another one around the corner casey and uh we have to go because we have to go home and make sure everything's ready to go for the uh family christmas <laughs> and that's coming up next for both of us in vancouver Uh, Where it never snows, that's a tradition too, kind of. Well, it has snowed a few Christmases while I've been here, but these green Christmases took a lot to get used to for me.
2: Yes, they did.
1: We have to go. Casey, I want to thank uh, everybody you can jump in too that listens to our show from around the province. Uh, It's been a fantastic year. It's been a challenging year. Uh, for us Uh but we have managed to uh, expand our reach and uh, talk to more people than ever in British Columbia and we're excited about that and we're geared up for another big year in 2021 and uh when this vaccine gets here we'll be on the move as soon as we can to bring you all the stories on food and wine but for now we're going to say I'm going to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Casey yes yeah, same you too like to and, and same?
2: our Christmas dinner is shrinking from, I usually have 10 or 11. I think we're going to be six this year. So it's going to be a really different Christmas, but, you know, I think we'll have a great time.
1: Okay. And a big shout-out to uh, Anissa Hetherington, uh, who works the boards on our show and produces all the beautiful sounds that you get, chooses the music and makes everything work well, and to Stu Ferguson, who organizes a lot of other things in the back. Thank you both. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll be back uh, live next year. That's it for today's show.
0: Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.